for the Vault Studio, this is the NFL Podcast, proudly presented by U.S. Sports Gear. Here are your hosts, James Arthur, Chris Bryan, and Richard Garraway. Hello and welcome to the Vault Studio NFL Podcast. Sitting in the vault with me today to my right is Chris Bryan, NFL superstar, and directly ahead of me is James Arthur. How are we, boys? I think we're good. Good. That introduction, the music's going, footy's back, we're dancing, we're bopping around. New I laptop. This, this we now have a studio laptop, so no longer will you hear NFL.com's ads <laughs> through Rich's computer <laughs> and him going, damn, I hate NFL.com. This, so, we are, that's a good start. We're flying. This, yeah, I think this season... Chris is, is back in the studio. Oh, He's back weekly. We've three weeks in a row. Um, we've I got... Was uh, I was a bit late, great. though. Sorry, guys. I got... Can st- I, that's all right. That's all right. Beer's still cold. Great stocking of the fridge. I stocked the fridge up. I stopped relying on Richard and just went and got it done. Terrific. Yeah, I'm gonna and get it done. you're going on a diet, no alcohol, so that's even great oh, because no. me and Rich will enjoy it. Yep, every Wednesday, getting right into it. And I can't have a soft drink either. Those those bottles of water will be gone pretty quick, I imagine. Oh, you can have your detox tea. We'll talk about that later. Oh, God. Uh, can I do a quick <laughs> plug for the podcast that's coming out in the next couple of days rich my sure very can. special yeah do it man. so very, very excited i've been working on this for a couple of months now i have an offensive line special podcast coming out now don't get upset chris wait till you hear <laughs> the guests good. i have i'm actually excited because i know how excited you get by offensive <laughs> line stuff i've got matt jones and a lot of you won't know that name but you'll know the facebook page and twitter page hashtag lineman lunch uh he is the director of that page a college coach um i have jeff schwartz a former eight-year nfl player for the new york giants kansas city chiefs minnesota vikings where he may have blocked for adrian peterson the year he had lazy yards 2000 yards of the final and i've had i've got duke mannyweather on who runs a elite offensive line training facility um in texas where he has trained oh I would say several dozen NFL offensive linemen. Very interesting chat with all of them. So that, that'll be released. I'm, I've had the interviews this morning. They're all finished up now. I'll be putting that together in the next couple of days. That'll be released. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. There's some. Re- I've yeah, I've worked pretty hard on getting these guys. Uh, can't thank them all enough. But it's been very interesting, and I think a lot of people will really enjoy it. Well done, mate. I think that's <coughs> no, it's really terrific. I know how much you do love that stuff, and to get big names and guys that have that. Uh, respect in the business especially the o-line business it's um it's really good and you know i think the other thing for the other thing for listeners is if you really want to understand the game more have a listen to that one because when you start to really understand you know the offensive line the defensive line what teams are trying to achieve how and why they do it it's not just a deep pass to odell you know really understand what's going on you come to love the game so much more the more you understand it the more you love it. I've had a lot of people and friends over the years go, oh, yeah, it's a bit slow for me or whatever. But once you start watching it and understanding what's happening, you then fall in love with it. It's actually... I mean, I've been talking to a lot of my footy mates that don't... They're like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't really get it. But I think that with the O-line and that, and they've got the running backs... If they're all working together, it's like a dance, isn't it? it you have to you understand know, what they're trying to what do. What they're trying to do. And when it does, like it, it's just like a smooth moving dance. Um, and yeah, like you said, Richard, you definitely understand the game a little bit more. You know, you see, you watch a movie, something like The Blind Side, the movie. People don't really guess, understand 
there actually is a blind side and it's you know like what it actually is yeah it's just a movie with uh, Sandra Bullock in it but that guy is an actual NFL player the position's very very important they're like the second third fourth highest second highest paid now DA's starting to catch them but yeah. so yeah. like th- there's more there's more substance behind it than just you know a movie and yeah. And, it's, uh, and I, I tried important. to get the three kind of echelons. I got I've got the college guy from a college system, a, an ex NFL guy, and then uh, you know Duke is a, a person who trains the elite guys. The Duke Manyweather was my favourite one because it got a bit O line nerdy. There <laughs> was a, <laughs> I was a lot how, of talk of backside you, reaches yeah. and how, how to, how to cut off get? block, how to bucket step. There was a bit, not that nerdy, but there was a little bit of that sort Did of talk. Sounds like bedroom moves. I was going to yeah. say, you backside <laughs> reach around. I wouldn't know what that is. I, I've had a, had a child, so that doesn't exist anymore. Anyway, we'll, we'll try and pull this back onto course. Um, yeah, so that that's going to come out um, pro- later in the week, I reckon. I don't want to release it with this one, so later in the yeah. week, probably Friday, I'd imagine. So we'll try and drop that before the weekend. Um, but coming up on today's show, we'll get into the newsroom. We'll talk um, all the latest news from training camps. Um, all our teams had a win this weekend in the preseason. Um, then we've got another guest on. We've got uh, one of the members from the team at the Seattle Seahawks Love Facebook page. Now, I know it sounds a little ridiculous, but these guys... Know their stuff. Oh, man. If you want to go and have 123,000 people think they know their stuff too. So yep. head over and if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, which I know there's a lot of fake, I mean real big Seattle Seahawks fans in Australia, <laughs> head over and um and have a, have a look at their stuff. It's really Make good. sure you ask if he thinks Russell Wilson is unbearable as well. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll then obviously finish off with our quick preview of the NFC West. But for now, we'll get into the newsroom. <laughs> Odell Beckham leads the game with an ankle injury after being tackled low, carried on like a pork chop. X-rays negative. Did you seriously see have some him scans. in the in the corridor in the rooms? It was a joke. Oh, I'm sorry. That is okay. He I'm going to ask off the field. I'm going to ask a genuine question here. Is there something a little wrong with Odell? Yeah, he thinks it's all about him. He thinks he's putting on a is show. Is he one of these millennial kind of... He thinks of he's putting on a show yeah. every what time he, he pulls born? his uniform on. Is he? What, he's can you find his birth date? Because I be classify rude. him as 90s kid. We haven't oh, he's definitely <clears> a 90s kid. In, my, in playing in my football team, you, you have to pump them up all the time. It has to be all about them. And if you say something bad or der- isn't derogatory about them, they suck up. They can't handle any sort of criticism. Ninety-two, he was born. So he's, he's a nineties kid. There you go. He's a nineties kid. You say something bad to him, he sucks up. Um, yeah, and then he won't perform. Obviously, like. Oh, so now, now it's all the is the hit dirty? Right. It's not dirty yeah. at all. He just. I didn't see it, but look, it, it was his a maturity lot. concerns me. So he, he took a catch um, on on a on a quick out. He's towards the sideline. Up in the air, caught it. The de- Browns defender went low, took him at the knee. He kind of buckled a little bit, um, got up, flung the ball away, threw his helmet off, carried on like a pork chop. Look, it was the kind of tackle that, yeah, that could blow. If, if they said, yep, knee torn, i say, yeah, okay, well, that's kind of what it looked but like. But you know you can't hit him in the head, so... But, well, it's a tackle. It's football. Yeah, when yeah. injuries happen. Yeah, I agree. Uh I know it's pre-season, but I mean, suck it up. Like, well, the carry-on That, guy, that guy's not a starter. I, I can't remember the Browns player who did it, but he's battling for a roster spot. He made a good tackle. Absolutely. Doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. You, you do a good tackle, good on you. Like, 
Yeah, I don't know. They're, I read something earlier today about his next contracts. They're talking $100 million or well, something. But the I Giants, mean, and I, I listen, I know you listen to him too, Rich, the GM podcast, Mike Lombardi on um, Bill Simmons. Yep, love it. He talked about this, that it was the dumbest thing the Giants had ever said was that they were going to make him the highest paid player in the NFL. Why would you say that before you've started negotiating? Yeah, so stupid. He still has a year left, two years left with your fifth year option in. Why would you even start that conversation? Don't say that to a yeah. 90s kid. It, it's insane. Exactly. It is the dumb... They are feeding his bullcrap. And that's the bottom line. And it's yeah, it, it's very frustrating. And, you know, I, I'm glad he's okay because I said I like the best players playing. So I would never want him to get hurt. But well, the I, carry-on was oh, just well, insane. I quickly jumped on our good friend James from Bleed Big Blue. Yep. And, he said the same thing. And he wrote, you know, the, the cleaners hit and all you Giants fans sound like a batch of... Uh, bunch of bitches complaining like you are he goes it's football just breathe the sigh and relief that he and Marshall are okay and let's keep on moving and I'm not, and, I'm and not he, sure about you you read that in your voice but I heard it in his voice <laughs> okay. and it's so much cooler in his voice I mean, and, and then he finished it off by saying Jesus Christ you're making us sound like Jets fans so <laughs> you know <laughs> and Very James knows James. his stuff yep. so you know if he says it's all clean all good it is it's fine it's, I, I, I didn't understand the complaining the headline here says Odell Beckham suffers sprained ankle. X-ray results negative. So I he's do, fine. I he's do that fine. to my ankle every training. It session. isn't even a high. <laughs> ankle. Oh, you know what I mean. It isn't even a high oh, ankle sprain. Shut up. He's just sprained his ankle. Like I did it today on a bit on a little knot of timber at work, and I carried on similar to him because I'm a diva. But it doesn't make it right. <laughs> Next point. Odell, Damn. grow up. Whatever. Staying in the same game, several Browns players took a knee during the anthem, including Seth. Is that DeValve? Is that Seth how you DeValve. Is that how it's pronounced? First white player to do so. Which I, I think is notable. I have no problem with this. That's what free speech is. Yeah, no. Uh, this And the article was very pro that I read. Um, interesting. There was nine players that took a knee. Uh, kneeled. And then there was kind of six took or seven kneel. others. St- took a kneel. Took a knee. <laughs> there was kind of six or seven others standing around with kind of their... Standing with their arms were on their backs. Yeah. Like as if they were saying, hey, I'm not going to kneel with you, but I, I'm supporting you. Um, there was also Chris Long during the week stood behind Malcolm Jenkins and Malcolm Jenkins was on his knee and he had his hand on Malcolm Jenkins' shoulder the same and uh, his comments were, I didn't feel like it was appropriate for me to kneel, but I wanted Malcolm to know that I'm supporting him. Um, it's becoming bigger and the NFL is going to have to address this. Well, on taking a much larger view of it, America's dealing with some issues right now. Oh, did you see the, and was it the Charlotte? The yeah, Charles- Charlottesville. Oh my God. And... They've got a lot to work through, and I think we're going to see more of this sort of thing in sports arenas than we've ever seen before. And as long as the NFL just support them and don't... Con- no, don't oh, what's the right what's Condemn? Right? Condemn them for doing it. That's the main thing. I was going to say condone them, but we want them to do that. Um, I, I think there's nothing wrong with it. They're expressing their beliefs, and you know, I think Seth DeVell being the first white guy to do it, and there's no issue with that. He... You know, just because he's white doesn't mean you can't support the death of black lives. You know, I do. I don't want black people to die. You don't so want anyone to die, especially in that brutal way that it's all happening. But my only concern with all this is all the stories are going to be is a white guy kneeled, Michael Bennett from the Seahawks sitting, Marshawn Lynch sitting. There's no, act like, nothing you read on here is about what's actually the incidents that are happening. No, but that's uh, you just know what the I mean? media. It is just the media, which I don't know. I just hope that those issues don't get lost is the 
the reason why they're doing it. Yeah, I hope people aren't just taking a knee so they get a couple of pictures yeah, of them on camera. Because, you know, who's Seth DeValve in everyday life? He's a backup tight end for the Browns. Like, that's right. And you know, he's the, a he, white the, he's, guy. Is this, is this just 30 seconds of fame? He's, he's, try, that's he's the white guy. Of, you know, yeah. and you know, also I thought, oh, you're so there before when you read it all happening. I hope that the NFL don't now not play the national anthem. Oh, that they will never do that, surely. Well, they never. It, players never used to be on the field when it was played. Yeah. It was done as a to show. It was done beforehand. It, it was, was done as a, respect as a thing. No, it was done as a gimmick to show that they were more to try and make the NFL look more. Um, Richard, I'm struggling with the words today. Look more media friendly. Pat- I don't know. Patriot. Patriotic. Patriotic. That's the word. I'm yeah. Looking for. So it they players were never used to be on the field no. for the anthem. Now they are, now they're kneeling. I hope the NFL don't, don't take a now step back. take and go, okay, well, we're not playing the national anthem, you know, while you're on the field. Yeah, yeah that wouldn't be... A good, that if wouldn't if be they're a good smart, thing. they'll just let it run its course. Just, just let them do just it. Let if they want to do it, do it. They're not hurting anyone. They're no. not hurting These anyone. These Browns guys just did it, and there was a lot of other guys standing up with their hands on their hearts and that, and no one seemed to care that different people were doing it. There's a lot of black guys standing up. There's a lot of white guys standing up. It's if they want to do it, that that's their choice, and you know, as you said, free choice. That's what they're allowed to do. Does do this help Kaepernick get a job with more and more no. and more and more? And more I think Kaepernick's done because I think you look at the media frenzy because one white guy took a knee. Imagine who signs Kaepernick. Seriously, I, I just think teams. It, are it'll genuinely take. Scared. I actually think it'll take a contender to lose their starter, or the Ravens to come to their senses because Mallet looked bloody awful, and so did Thad Lewis. <laughs> and well, he is. I terrible. don't think Flacco's gonna. I reckon he's it's a back. It's, it's a this back reminds injury. me of, of Romo's injury that year. Yep, and then he came in after missing three or four games. Got tackled got once and, and was done. done. Oh, he actually did it sliding. Remember, he slid yeah. and did it like it's yeah, it's not good. Backs are you can't mess with them. No, and I'm telling you, I, I'm I'm super concerned for Flacco, Luck, and uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton not as much because he's throwing now and he had the surgery. He had the yeah. surgery. I'm still concerned. Yeah, it's not a good sign, I guess. <laughs> you know, but it's not a like those sign. three, luck. I'm, I can't reiterate how much luck scares me. Those teams are well, like all teams. You're completely relying on your QB, and if those three aren't right, you can push those teams to the bottom of their divisions. Gone. The Colts, the Panthers rely on them more than most other. Teams. Yeah, well it showed. They got to the Super Bowl because he had an MVP. He had an MVP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We are way off track. Let's talk about. Um, well, come on, Rich. You're supposed to be guiding this that's ship. Why that's why I'm turning it back up straight. Um, the Pittsburgh have announced they expect uh, Bell's holdout to end sooner rather than later. Good news. And you know why? I haven't got a cash register drop. He on wants the new board. his money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, and it's this was always going to happen. He'll be back in the next. They said he'll be back in the next week. He'll probably play in the third preseason game, and then. No one plays in the fourth, and then they'll be ready to move on. Just a little bit off topic before we move on. <laughs> um, people have been asking me about when the first cuts are going to be. There's oh, no, great. there's no designated cuts anymore. Yeah, really so good. you can it's have totally 95 players until there's the day only, before the season. There's only one no, 90, 90, 90, 90. Well, So you don't cut. have to do cut to 75. So they, which I really like, because it means you can look at guys for longer. Um, and then there's one big cut at the end, but you get to look at guys yeah. for longer and then gives guys more of a chance to play yeah. and more of a chance to earn money. The interesting thing... We only get, yeah, it's 1500 bucks or something, but still... Money. It's going to be really strange because what's going to happen is you'll see a lot of teams who will cut down to 50, not to 53, and then because pick. they're going to wait and yep. see. Yep. Because every club is going to cut, what, 37 guys mm. all at once? Yep. 
So if you've got a... And some of them will cut some starting caliber players for cap relief. Exactly. Yep. So all these, they're all going to hit it at once. Waivers are still in place. So there's a waiver order. And then players are going to, you know, teams are going to go out and try and grab these extra ones. I guarantee most teams will not cut to 53. They'll go lower than cut that. To 50, re-sign. But yep. then right after it becomes the practice, practice squad. squad signing. And there's so extra. There's now 10 slots. There was always 10. No, it used to be... No, it was 10. Was it 8? No, it was 10. Oh, either way. Last, the last couple of years. Everybody's been, yeah. then going to go running to sign... It's going to be potentially it's all gonna be these like guys a mini free agency It's going to be teams. it's going to be a really interesting period, and it'll happen um, after the fourth preseason it's game. Like two days after the fourth preseason game, isn't yeah. it? They they're reckon some I'm guys just, won't even come find back the on the exact date. Yeah, they reckon they, that they'll actually say to some guys if they're playing away, "Hey, we're going to the preseason game. You're going to be cut after it. You're going to play the game, and then you can we'll give you a ticket and you can go any, or you can do what you want from there." Which is a bit stiff. That's what I think teams will do. Yeah, they do that. They don't let them back on their own. Well, their you, I know you had a great experience with Green Bay, but then Tampa Bay was shocking. But was well, I couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't give me a ticket out of there because I didn't wasn't coming back to Australia. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair enough. But Green Bay, <laughs> yeah. Disneyland. Green Bay was... Yeah, that's right. I did for Christmas. <laughs> um, but Green Bay, yeah. So we were in Kansas City that preseason game Thursday. Like, obviously get back in late on the Friday... Or early Friday morning, cut Saturday, going to sign practice squad Sunday and flew out to Tampa on Monday. So it all happens pretty quick. It all happens really quick. And that's what's going to happen to 37 times 32 teams. And it's going to be on. Is that about 480 players are all going to get cut (laughs) on the one day? Mate, you're a pro personnel guy. You got a busy couple of weeks because you are scouting. Get get your three phones ready. Yeah, it is. Because they'll all know, they'll have every single player. This is the thing people don't realize. Every single player on NFL rosters is ranked yeah. by every other team. Yeah. So if they become available, Bang. where would they fall on our roster? Ooh, that's higher than Johnny Joe Bloggs. Cut him and bring oh, this guy. I don't know about Johnny Joe Bloggs. He's pretty handy. <laughs> no, Joe Bloggs. Real, real good edge rusher. He's, so, he's played 10 years. And that <laughs> costs a lot against the cap. Um, and, and that's what's going to happen. It's going to be... I think it's going to be really quite exciting. It will be like a, a mini free agency of teams that are like, oh my God, they let so-and-so go and you'll have four or five teams put a waiver claim on one guy. Like, it's going to be a really interesting period when all these guys get cut. We are going to have a great podcast that week because... Damn right, we will. Because oh, you know what it'll also be? be? To, we almost have to pull an all-nighter double episode. I might have to have a well, couple, that, have have a couple the, of days off. It's the preview show too. <laughs> to Is it really? It'll be the preview show. Yeah, um, we could go live for four hours. Just about. I could go live for four hours every day if it was just O-line talk. Seahawks trade for offensive <laughs> tackle Matt Tobin <laughs> from I ain't the tuning into that. Eagles <laughs> getting some desperately needed O-line help. Uh, not a massive trade. They lost um, George Fant for the season with an ACL who was their starting left tackle last year. Not a good one, mind you, but he was their starting left tackle. So they've made the move. Tobin started 21 of his 42 games with the Eagles. Um and he was signed as an undrafted free agent in 2013. So I don't know if he'll start there. He'll certainly compete, but they didn't give up a lot, and they pretty much just want to get some depth. Is this one of their issues, the Seahawks? Oh, my God. has been, been revolving, big time. And without Russell Wilson being so athletic, they would have been in a Well, when he hurt his ankle trouble. last year, it was issues, I think the sack it? numbers went, were yeah. literally doubled. I've actually heard that the, the way 
Wilson avoids so many sacks is by being that unbearable that no one wants to go close to him. <laughs> oh, that's a signal to move on. <laughs> Trevor Simeon has been named a permanent starter for the Denver Broncos, beating out former first-round pick Panks. Oh, Pankston. Pankston. God, I'm struggling tonight. Nah, Pankston and Joe, Joe Blower, they're, they're, Can they're elite. Can you guys put Paxton your teeth back in? Both Lynch. of you. <laughs> um, kind of expected. Yeah, I think we called it, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago? We did. Oh. Lynch just hasn't, he didn't look flash last year. He hadn't had a great preseason. When you say first round pick, it's only from, like, last it's year. only his last second year. year. So I I think it's okay. I didn't I didn't know how to word that. Because he is, but he's not a long, I should have said 2016 yeah, first round Yeah, I know, but was uh, Aaron Rodgers was a first round pick and he sat for how many years behind Brett Favre? I, I know he's sitting behind, a, obviously, a Hall of Fame champion, but, you know... First round pick, you, if you have to sit, you have to sit. But the the difference is that Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. Yeah, no, he's well, I get what you're saying. He's been beaten out by Trevor Simeon, who's a seventh round pick out of North, Northwestern. And his nickname's a seaman, and so come on. <laughs> Did you just make that up? <laughs> no. His nickname is not the seaman. Go check his Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure some idiot just added that. Jordan in. Reed activated off the PUP. That's good yeah. for him, but I still have big concerns around his general well-being. Yeah, I know we had some concerns the other week. That's why I added that one. But hopefully he can, because he's great to watch. So uh, as a Cowboys fan, I hope he plays because I like watching him. Jalen Smith plays for the first time since a pretty ugly injury last time he was running around yes. and looked pretty good. Yeah, so he missed his entire senior year at, at Notre Dame. Was drafted in the second round by the Cowboys. Missed the entire first season last year um, on injured reserve uh, and looked fantastic. So whether it's a Cowboys player or not, I just hope this guy can turn him around. Because if he had not done his knee, he was a top 10 pick in the draft. No doubt about that it. That family seems to be playing well, don't they? Like he's yeah. come back and well, his he's brother got two running. brothers on the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah they're, they're nice family, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, their uh, parents would be pretty proud, I'd imagine. A lot prouder than mine. Next one, my Facebook blew up with a message from Chris, and I'm like, oh, God, what's happened now? Roberto Aguayo's missed a kick for his brand-new team. <laughs> and I think the message was, Can you call <laughs> it a miss? Check this out, Rich. Can you call it a miss? It was a shank. It, it, like, it, it would have missed from 15. He's it would have missed from underneath it. Is, <laughs> like, is he kicking in summer in Chicago? Mate, you ain't kicking like that any time in Chris, January. you're the expert here. Is he done? Yep. It's a long way back from it's there where he way is, isn't too it? It's like a back. golfer with the yips. It reminds me of Ian, Ian Baker, Baker Finch. Finch. Yep. exactly what you I was thinking. You can't come back from it. No, I think he's done. done. I think his career is over. I reckon Connor, and Connor Bath kicked well. So. well. Connor Bath, he was kicking well in Tampa. Yeah, and he <laughs> and he knows you. He's actually, again, I speak to a lot of the players. I spoke to Connor <laughs> the other day. Um, and he said, just make sure you let Chris know that I owe my entire NFL career to him and what the Bucks did to him was an absolute disgrace. So you let well, him know. And sure I said, I will, mate. I, said, I, will, I will, Connor, bro. We're, we're bros. And I'm pretty sure that when I held for him, we didn't miss. No. First game after check, I got, check, got check cut. Stats. Missed Just yeah, missed. How long did it take you to pick that? How long did it take you to pick that up? Holding. Um, did you struggle with it or did you get it pretty no, quick? No, it was all right because hand-eye coordination. Playing you were already had it. Player, so um, yeah. And you got big hands because you're a tall dude. Uh, you, got big, you got reasonably big hands, mate. Are they? Big hands. You know what they say about big hands? Big gloves. Um, <laughs> but it was more the the getting the little things when you got the snapper because you're six inches back or forth. Um, I know six inches counts a lot for you, James. But uh, <laughs> What's six inches? <laughs> Just a ruler, 150 mil. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't but you know, that for a long time. Si- you know, you move six inches, <laughs> six inches back and forth, and gets the laces right. So that's the stuff that varies f- 
the snapper. So but you, you worked it out, all right? Yeah, yeah. Me, Connor, and Andrew Economos at the time. We, yeah, uh, like I nice actually, Connor was. He spoke pretty highly of you, to be honest. Um, he's a good bloke, Connor. Actually, terrific. <laughs> he had a stinking mo when I was there, though. Oh, he still got it. Actually, he's, yeah, he sent me a snap earlier. Yeah, bad mo's are the best mo's. Roger Goodell is finalising a new five-year extension to his deal. It is rumoured because the NFL now is not a non-for-profit organisation. They don't have to declare his wage. They reckon he'll be getting roughly $30 million a year. They don't have to declare his wage? No, because it's a private company. When they they were tax-exempt... They were not-for-profit. Non-for-profit, you have to put it out. They took that away a couple of years ago, so now they won't have to say, but they reckon he's earned so far about $200 million as the commissioner of the NFL and in his 10 years. Should he not? The NFL has never been more popular. Yep. It's never turned over what it's turned over, and in his time, it has more than tripled its value. Exactly, and I think I heard Colin Cowherd, who doesn't often have that good, an <laughs> he's not that good to listen to, he said that, he put a really good spin on it, that He's had a few bad bad calls. The Tom Brady one, everyone's going, oh, but he did this to Tom Brady. Got Ray the Rice wrong. one, Ray Rice, all that sort of stuff. He stuffed up. But he's still a human. At the end of the day, if you were the NFL, whoever, who's in charge of picking him? The owners? The owners hire him. Yeah, so if you were all of, you're all those 32 owners sit down and go, okay, all we see is arrows going up. Yep, five more years. Mm. Until it stops, why would you bother? And all it costs you as an owner is a million. Yeah, and the rest is profit. The, because they TV. they all kick it in each. There's 32 owners. He's getting paid $30 million a year. You're all kicking a touch over a million. Touch Dallas game. would have that in beer sales at a, at a home game. Yeah, from Sammy Weller. Because they charge... Oh, in the $10 a beer for starters. Yeah. The stadium holds 100000 You don't need to sell many beers to hit no. a million bucks. No. So that is nothing for them. I agree. And I think giving him an extension's a no-brainer. He's done a terrific job. Yeah, How much I, I don't agree so. with all his decisions. He's done a good job. It's it's always labor it's gonna, peace. It's going to be hard to as well uh, yep. please everybody all the time. And it? and they can hammer him for so. all that the most the most of the stuff he gets hammered for is what the players agree to in their collective yeah. bargaining. And, and he's the, he's the owner's pincushion. Yeah. That's what he's there for. He's yeah. there to be the buffer. Yeah. Exactly. So people like Robert Kraft and things like don't get booed. Mm-hmm. The commissioner does, yep. and that's what he's there for. 100%. And all it costs them is less than a million dollars each. Yeah, it's pretty oh. easy. It's nothing. Last one we wanted to finish on was Anquan Bolden has retired after 14 seasons in the NFL. Uh, won a Super Bowl, about three Pro Bowls. I think he won two. No, Arizona, he was no, Arizona, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he, got, he got the one at um, Ravens. the Ravens. Outstanding career. I think he's top 10 in a handful of categories. And but the toughest guy. When he had his jaw just exploded on that catch on the goal line and then he played the following week. That that was the toughest dude I've ever seen. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, Do you think the way that he was, the ball's getting thrown to him in pre-season two helped? His <laughs> He's like, forget this. I, like, don't, I don't need it. <laughs> I actually think... I ain't having I a winter in Buffalo getting this crap thrown to me all the... I don't think he was going get, to uh, get, get on the team. I think he was going to get cut. Um, he might have been given the nod. Yeah, I think he might have been told. Um, I think I just want to highlight what a lot of people don't know is that he had one of the best rookie seasons in NFL history for a wide receiver. I didn't know that. 16 games, 101 receptions, 1,377 yards and eight touchdowns as a rookie. Um, pretty impressive. And then went on to have almost 14,000 yards, 
uh, 82 touchdowns. This guy's had an outstanding career. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Not first ballot, but I think he'll get That him. was going to be my next question. Hall of Famer, yes or no? 14 years, it's, uh, it's a long time. It's a long time. Long, the longevity's there. I often... Yep. You know my criteria. Was he the best? Were you the best in any of your 14 years? Yes, I think he was. I know, For I more than three of them, though? Probably Ar- not. Arizona, 05, 06, 07, 08, 09... Every one of them a thousand yards. I'm not saying he didn't have good years, but you, oh, you look at those years. Megatron was better than he was. Mm, Larry Fitzgerald was often better than he was on the same team. <sighs> he might get there. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to poo-poo the guy. I just think he's gonna struggle. He's gonna struggle to make it. Uh, yeah, yeah, not he, everyone can get in. I guess no all pros. Kickers get in though. Let that hang. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what. To I just think. I just think he's gonna. I think. He, I think he'll struggle. I really do. Yeah, it'll take. It. It won't be first. It'll be. It might be down. The Six, track. seven. Yeah. Years down the line. I think he'll get in eventually. Like, like. It's all an um, opinion. How do we know? What's um <laughs> the guy from Andre Ryzen? He got in. Yeah, but he played in a generation where it was a different game. There wasn't as much running and there wasn't as much competition either. He played, Bolden's played in an era where the game has changed and it's about receivers. Like you look at those years, Randy Moss would have been the best receiver for a bunch of those. Um, yeah, as I said, Calvin Johnson would have been, when he first came in the league, yeah, well, there were so many other guys and I'm they're all the guys he's going to have to battle with because they're never going to vote in two wide receivers in one class. I'm, I'm I can guarantee you that for free. You want to hear the top receiving yards from 06? Chad Johnson, number one. Marvin Harrison, number two. Reggie Wayne, number three. Roy Williams at Detroit at number Yikes. four. And Donald Driver at Green Bay. Uh, that was 06. So, and they weren't far off him. Look, I think... Randy Moss would be in there as well. Yeah, I think... You take, if That's you take into he, account... It's going to be tough with the guys he's up against. I think what he's got going for him is longevity. Yep. The fact that he was a gun in Arizona, he was always tough. I think voters are going to... They're going to look really kindly upon that. You're right, though. In 2007, the year after, Fitzgerald was fourth in the league in receiving yards. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I also think it's a different era. When he started, it wasn't the high passing game. Uh, I think he will get in, but yeah, you're right. It's not just going to be, oh, he's a no-brainer. What's his career moment? Uh, the block in the when they beat the Patriots to spring. I can't remember the receiver the, when they won the Super Bowl in both when he yep. made that block. Yeah, that's my point. Yep. He's going to struggle. Or when he broke his jaw and played through it. Yeah, again, not, not football. Not football. <laughs> yeah. Tough as that. Hey, I would have loved him to play his entire 14 Hines, years at Tampa. What, what was Heinz Ward's known for? Touchdowns and he's blocking. Blocking. I think that that'll help him. Guys, and, and guys quite frankly, like he's going to struggle too. Oh, I think so too. I, I, I actually don't think I he'll think make it. Very similar, Heinz Ward and yeah. Anquan Bolton. Very yep. similar. Loved by their teams. There'll be a, there'll be a ring of honor, no brainer. But I yeah, I think they might struggle to make the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. But congratulations on a great career, Anquan. Oh Bolton. yeah, great. Um, one of my favorite guys to watch. Tough as nails. Yeah. Loved it. Happy to play for my team. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk the NFC West, or James is going to talk the NFC West because none of us are getting up at 5 a.m. with the team from Seattle Seahawks Love. Joining us now, we have Jonathan Williams from Seattle Seahawks Love fan page. Thank you very much for joining us, Jonathan. It's my pleasure. It's uh, great. First of all, we'll start. Just, just tell us a little bit about the, the page and how it all started and, and 
what it's all about. Yeah, so I'm a I'm a passionate Seahawks fan, and uh, I my background's in advertising, and uh, I intended to get onto Facebook and create something around it. And I had some friends who kept kind of nagging me a bit, so I decided to get on and create the Facebook page. And and that was the year that we went to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl, and so. What started out as just kind of this fun way to connect with friends blew up and now is something I have fans all across the world that are on that fan page and people connecting on it every day. And it's really fun to uh, be able to connect and provide some content and ways for us to connect around the world with our shared passion for the Seahawks. So uh, that's how it started. It started out really small and now it's blown up to be this, this uh, kind of really fun, cool way to connect with fans globally. Well, like yourself. Well, I don't know if you're a fan or not, actually, <laughs> but we did get connected that way. Exactly. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan, unfortunately, sometimes, but um, <laughs> a massive fan of the NFL. So, yeah, I can, I, I yeah. can respect that, but it's, it certainly blew up. You have a, a lot of followers and a lot of people who are obviously very passionate about Seattle. Yeah, they really do. And it's been one of the things, James, that's really been fun about it is that we kind of have, like, maybe you can, you're, you can probably relate a little bit too, is the Seahawks have been a pretty sucky team for a long time. And so we kind of, as fans, kind of got used to always them folding and losing in the last minute and, you know, not getting our hopes up too high. So when the team really came together, it really brought the whole state together. And um, I don't know if you ever saw the coverage of that parade after we won the Super Bowl, but there were over 2 million of us downtown Seattle cheering on together because it really brought us together as a city. Uh, in a state and having our pride for that team. So it's more than just a team for us. It really is like a flag in the ground for our, our pride and who we are and where we live and are connecting with each other. So it's really cool. It's amazing what sports can do for cities and, and, and people, isn't it? <laughs> Truly. And it, that's one of the things that's been so fun about this as well is watching how it's really just grown grassroots uh, and taken off and, and just people, like I said, all over the world and uh, it's been really fun to see that and have that shared passion and connection that crosses, you know, all cross, uh, you know, all kinds of spectrums for us to connect in that way. So it's been really fun. Exactly. Well, we'll, we'll start. Let's talk a little bit of um, the Seattle's defense. Obviously, this has been their strength over the last few years. The the Legion of Boom, as they like to call themselves, it's um, a, still a pretty impressive roster there. Is, is there anything that concerns you on the defense? Uh, well, we've of course we got Earl Thomas now back and. And we're just kind of, you know, seeing how he's looking. He looks good. He looks like he's back even faster or as fast as he was before. So that's a big deal. Uh, of course, we're kind of that other cornerback on the other side of the field from Richard Sherman. We're, we're looking to see who that's going to be. The thing that's really great with, with Pete, Coach Pete Carroll is he really creates a competitive environment. So people really, there's no sure lock-ins for any position. The person who's playing the best is the one who's going to get it. So it really does elevate people. Um, let's see. So on the defense side, so really, yeah, like, you know, Earl Thomas being back at full speed, that other cornerback, and then our defensive front, our defensive line looking a little bit, you know, we got Bennett up there, um, you know, but just, uh, you know, that we we still dominate up front with that. So, um, yeah, looking to see, I'm excited to see how we're going to do coming in now as we're, we've been seeing us in a couple of games, but that would be the only thing really is that other cornerback, and then our defensive front that we continue to dominate on the, uh, the defensive, defensive front line. The, I'm, I'm really excited to see how Jaron Reed goes this year. He was a steal in the draft last year for you guys. And, right. Um, he didn't play a yeah. lot because he didn't need to with the talent you had, but now he's going to be one of the starters. I, I think he an incredibly productive and talented player out of college. I think he's going to be really good for you guys this year. Kind of what Brandon Maybane used to be. I think 
he's going to take over that yeah. role. Yeah, and I think, I mean, this is one of Carol's strengths is taking these kind of diamonds in the rough uh, and, and, you know, really putting them into a, uh, a kind of environment that, that elevates them, like all the players um, really do mentor and work with each other instead of it being an adversarial. It really is a team experience, a team mentality. So, yeah, I think it's going to be exciting to see uh, him starting out and what he's able to do and uh, his productivity. And I think Bobby Wagner, I'm sure you'll agree, is one of my favorite linebackers to watch in the league. This guy is such an elite athlete and so tough. It oh, must man. be nice getting, you know, knowing you've got that guy behind your defensive line every week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, B-Wag, man, B-Wag. Uh, Elliot Harrison at NFL just came out with his predictions for who's going to be Pro Bowl players this year. And Bobby Wagner is one of the people he picked to be a Pro Bowl caliber player this year and said that he really does not get the respect that he deserves to get. If they're at the middle linebacker position, it's kind of an overshadow position, not kind of like the glamorous spots of some of their spots on the defense, but just that every team, every defense he was saying could take a, take a lesson from Bobby's consistency, his work ethic, his work ethic. And then he, he's just tackling everything on that field. He's he, awesome. So the heart of that defense really. And we'll, we'll head over to the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, Russell Wilson, you know, you talked about how Pete Carroll doesn't care. He would just start the best player. This is the prime example of that working out. I, and I can remember when when Flynn was there and then they decided, no, we're, we're going with Russell Wilson and everyone hammered him for it and said, what are you doing? He's a, he's a third-round pick and it, it's worked out outstandingly. And he's, he's healthy and I think he's going to be very, very good this season. Yeah. He's got a great core of receivers now, too, arguably the best core of receivers he's had around him since he started in that position. So it's going to be really exciting to see what we got happening with that. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, you know, then obviously one of the tells as well is our offensive line, having time for Russell Wilson to be able to do stuff. That he's not have to, going to have to pull a rabbit out of a hat every single time because we we're having, as you know, some issues with that this last season with uh, injuries and that offensive line be able to hold up. But, yeah, excited to see. Uh, his productivity this year. The, uh, the the offensive line is a concern. I really like Justin Britt at center. And yeah. other than that, it's uh, I think Jermaine Effetti is going to be good. I think he's going to end up being a very good player. But with George Fant doing his ACL at left tackle, and he wasn't a, an amazing uh. left tackle last year. He got better as the year went on. But um, I know they just traded for Matt Tobin. That has to be a concern that the offensive line, it's something they haven't fixed the last couple of years. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we, we have, you know, have the mentality. Tom Cable is an amazing offensive uh, line coach, and um, he's, he's been able to, I mean, Fant being a, story, a case in point, you know, he, was, he didn't even play really at all. He played basketball and uh, brought, him, brought him on and we're developing. So it's a disappointment to see him get hurt like that because we're really excited about seeing the development from him uh, from last season uh, into this season. Um, and that is, that is kind of a sore point a little bit for us as fans a little bit. There was a little bit of uh, noise and rumbling around what are we doing with our offensive line because everything else can be great, but if Russell Wilson doesn't have any time to do anything, then it's not going to go very far. So, yeah, it will be, I think Jermaine Effetti will be great. He's got a little bit of an attitude, which I think is good. And we kind of we kind of have that chip on our shoulder mentality as, as fans. We were so used to being such a terrible team for so long that um, – we kind of got a little bit of chip on our shoulder. We like being bullies a little bit. Yeah, and, so, and, and they uh, brought over Luke Jokil too, who was a former second right. pick in the draft. Um, yeah. Who knows what happens there? He's obviously incredibly talented, and he wasn't yeah. that bad at the Jaguars. Like, people, you know, 
really got on him a lot there, but he, he wasn't that bad. There were some bad moments, but if he can get his if he can become more consistent, I think he can be a really good addition for you guys. Yeah, and I think this is again what Coach P. Carroll really subscribes to is is you know, and you've seen it. We this this last season I think was the first time we drafted in the first round in a while. because uh, we like you know, we like getting more picks in those later rounds to get some of those diamonds in the rough to bring them in and develop them. And so, you know, Coach Carroll really does like grabbing players that are kind of been passed over sometimes by their teams, but bringing them in. Coach, you know, Schneider as well, John Schneider, what an amazing GM, you know, what an eye he's got uh, for talent and bringing it in. So, yeah, excited to, to get him in here. And, and yeah, watching that offensive line is, um, is going to be a tell for us. It was, a, again, a, just a heartbreak to see George, you know, to see Fant go down. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting. It could be the, really the story of our team, our offense for this season. Yeah, and then they also brought in Eddie Lacey, who um, has had his yeah. issues, but he seems to, he's got his weight down, he's been getting his bonuses for getting his weight down, and <laughs> he's looked okay yep. in the preseason, and he's a hard guy to tackle. If they can get him going downhill, um, it can yeah. be really, really beneficial for them. Yeah, and then just, you know, obviously with Beast Mode and Marshawn Lynch, we just love, Carol, you know, if you can run the game and you can have a run game work, you can dominate. And that really is our bread and butter. And we've had to, this last season, we really strayed away from that because we didn't have the run game the way we've had it and been used to it. So bringing back in Eddie Lacey to get some of that swagger, some of that, you know, just run you over kind of mentality. Um, yeah, it'll be exciting to get him in the mix. And like you said, he's keeping his weight down and getting those bonuses. So want to get him turned loose and fired up. It's, it's amazing what a little bit of money can do for, for a weight loss. I think <laughs> if someone paid me right. 150K every time I lost 10 pounds, I'd be doing it. <laughs> That's no amazing. I'd be trying to lose all of it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the, the last guy I want to touch on who I think was a, a little bit unfairly treated last year in Seattle, and that's Jimmy Graham. I thought once he kind of worked out the system last season, he was really, really good. And I think that's going to, I think we're going to see the old Jimmy Graham this season. And I think he's going to be massive for the Seahawks. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, him and him and Wilson started to get that chemistry together. Uh, You know, Wilson really starting to trust him, lean in on him. We saw, you know, some of those amazing one arm catches he did. And then like Marshawn a bit, you know, when he gets going, it gets everybody fired up. And I love that about Jimmy is that he gets fired up and excited and and he elevates the game. He's just got such a passion for it. So I think it's going to be, yeah, a really exciting to watch what he's able to do in his performance. He's gotten better at his blocking, too, because we've been requiring of him. It'll be a full-rounded uh, tight end for us. So I think, yeah, it's going to be a huge production this season. Well, he's certainly a big enough guy. You know, if you work on technique <laughs> with blocking, he, he's got it. He can block. It's just about getting him to want to do it. And I think he's buying into that system now, which is massive. Buying's the biggest thing, and Pete Carroll gets that from everyone. He really does. Um, We'll we'll touch on a few of the other teams in the division. We'll start with the Arizona Cardinals. What's your thoughts there? It's going to be, I mean, you got Carson Palmer coming back as quarterback. Um, You know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, I, I, to be honest, I had, I just checked out a little bit of their, of the highlights from them, from the uh, preseason games. I I don't know. It seems like something went out of them because they were such a competitive team. And then this last season, I don't know if it was that loss to Green Bay that was such a heartbreaker, but it just seemed like something, the fight, it just seems to me has gone out of them a little bit. I don't know what that is. That may just be me, you know, being an armchair, you know, coach or something like that. But um, I, 
I think they've got fight. They've got a great coach. They've got a lot of talent. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see it all coming together. And, uh, you know, because they've kind of got the, they get there, but they can't close the deal a little bit. So I think they've got that chip on their shoulder a little bit. And um, they've always played us really well. Not always. The Rams have actually been a little bit tighter for us, but they're always like, they're always a tough game for us always kind of a litmus test for us, like how we're really doing. And it seems like it always comes down to us and the Cardinals with playoff implications on the line. So I'm looking forward to that. It's usually in December, and we're playing those guys uh, for a playoff uh, option. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that plays out. I, I think that the age of the team scares me a little bit. You know, Larry Fitzgerald's yeah. still their number one receiver, and there's no one yeah. really on that roster. Maybe John Brown can take a step, but... No one really, and then you've got Carson Palmer, who's you know he's had his difficulties, and then your backup's Blaine Gabbert. Do you really want to rely on that if Carson Palmer yeah. gets hurt? I know, I, right? I think David Johnson's one of the best running backs in the league, but um, I yeah. don't. You saw how good his season was last season, and they still only won eight games. So how can he be much yeah. better than that? I can't see him being better than that again. So yeah. I just don't see how with, with the age. There's just so many issues, and the offensive line, again, their good players are getting older, so they're starting to struggle more. Um, their defense, their corners, other than Patrick Peterson, they're not great. I think Tyron Matthew coming back from injuries is, is scary. Um, when he's healthy, yep. he's outstanding. But all up, you look at it, and it's a it feels like a, guy, a team of stars from three years ago, and that's what yeah, concerns right? me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, it will be interesting to see. Yeah, it's kind of... Like their star, their their eclipse. They kind of reached their peak, and now they're, you know, they're kind of starting to fade a little. I think I think if they don't, if they don't compete this year, and this is their last year of their window, certainly, um, I think they'll have to blow it up and start again if if it doesn't work out this year. Yeah, agreed. Um, we'll touch on the LA Rams. What's your thoughts <laughs> with them? It's so weird to say that, still, isn't it? Yeah, it's so. I mean, it's, it's so funny because the Rams have been our nemesis these past several years. Uh, now they've had a coaching change, but I don't know. Old habits could die hard. So it'll be interesting to see with Goff, you know, back there um, now starting a full season, um, the new coach. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, they have been kind of our kryptonite these last several years. It seems like they all, we always play each other super tough um, and super close. So uh, it's going to be interesting, you know, and I think they're in build mode a bit. You know, their first year with their coach, him getting his culture in place. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I think he's the youngest. He's certainly the youngest, I think, starting, but one of the youngest ever coaches, I think, in the NFL. Ever. So yeah, he's 30 years old, yeah. which is he's younger okay. than 20% of his players, which is just insane. My goodness. Amazing. It's, so it's bizarre. That will be, I think, kind of exciting to watch. I think he may get a lot of scrutiny given his age and stuff like that. Uh, and then L.A., you know, they're, they want to see results, I think. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I wish him well. I'd like him, you know, I'd like uh, him to be able to perform and, and just build something there, but uh, just not against us so much, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I don't think they're going to compete <laughs> for the title. Um, I, no. I'm no. very interested to see how Jared Goff goes because they've added Sammy Watkins. They've brought him over in that trade and Robert Woods and they've got yeah. Tavon Austin. And he, he has some weapons now. He doesn't really have an excuse if things don't work yeah. out, he's got Todd Gurley, so they should be able to run the ball okay. Um, the offensive line is, it's not amazing, but it's not bad. There's certainly some good players right. there with Andrew Whit Whitworth. 
Um, yep. I, that's what this whole season is for the Rams. I want to see if if Jared Goff has got it or not because if he's if he does that that's not good for Seattle if they get some elite quarterback. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's right. And the last team in the division, the 49ers who were going through, you know, a massive change culturally with with the new coach with Shanahan. Yeah. What's your feelings with with them? I don't know. When when Harbaugh left, it just seemed like the the kind of light went out uh, with them and the passion went out. I know there were some issues with the uh, the chemistry and stuff there, but um, man, it just is, doesn't even seem like there's been a fight that's been there. So I'd like to see them rebuild. You know, I was looking, it was so exciting. You know, that NFC playoff game, the tip, you know, it's known as, you know, when Sherman tipped that ball from Crabtree in the end zone. And it, so it was exciting, the, the kind of rivalry that we had building there. And then it just completely fizzled. They just have gone away. So, um, I, you know, I'd like to see them be competitive. And uh, I just don't, I don't have the sense of there being any threat from them right now. I don't think that's really the word out on the street as well. Um, that this is kind of like a rebuild, try to win some games, but just be in rebuild and try to get, uh, try to get some chemistry going with those guys. So, that's my sense with the with the San Francisco 49ers. You, you certainly don't bring in a guy like Brian Hoyer if you're wanting to compete for Super Bowls. That's just not what he's all about. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and I, I think you look through their roster and there's just such a lack of talent. <laughs> Especially on offense, there is just no talent there. And I think that's, I don't think they're any concern for the division. And I think it'll be a complete rebuilding year. And I think Shanahan's a good coach. And, and you're right. Like when you talk about that, that championship game, it's strange to think three or four years ago, Kaepernick was this young upcoming quarterback. Russell Wilson was, and people were thinking these two teams are going to be in the playoffs for the next decade competing. And they have, they made the wrong decision by getting rid of their coach and they've completely dropped off. And whereas Seattle stuck with the guy and stuck with Pete Carroll and it's been nothing but, but smooth sailing in terms of getting to the playoffs every year. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, that's all we've got time for today, but we really appreciate you joining us. Let us know where we can, where we can find all your, all your Facebook stuff so people can get on and have a look. Sure. We'll do. Uh, I'll send it off to you and just thanks uh, you know, for all the fans out there in Australia and wherever you're listening to this, it's, it's fun to have this uh, way to connect. Uh, as people around the world and on the planet, you know, so it's really cool to have the chance to do this, James. I appreciate what you're doing, and and shout out to all the fans everywhere. Beautiful, and thank you very much for joining us. And um, we'll uh, definitely touch base with you, with you again at some point. Sounds great. Thanks right, a lot, James. Jonathan. Uh huh. Take care. Now I'm going to presume that interview was fantastic because we're recording it tomorrow, but I'm sure it was, guys. We're going to chat now about the NFC West really quickly. If we're covering some old ground, it's JA's fault because we did it in reverse order. But for doing the great job anyway, James. Outstanding. Thank you, Chris. Taking a top-line view at it, Chris, James, who is going to take out this division? Seattle. Seattle. I think they're going to take it out easy. Yeah. I think Arizona are going to be worse than people think. Me too. I think the only thing... I, 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 I think the Rams and the 49ers are going to step up a little bit, which will make it harder for Arizona. I don't think the Rams and the Niners will be as bad as they were last year. Shanahan's yep. too good a coach. He'll get that offense going, and they've, they've put some good pieces on the defense there. Like The guys they've got lining up there, young, but Eric Armstead, um, oh, the bloody D-tackle they drafted last year, always forget his name, the, the first-round pick, top five, five, fifth pick. Uh, or whatever. Solomon? No, no, that's Solomon Thomas, who they took this year. Oh, And then they also year. added Reuben Foster. So they've got three D-linemen that can really play. Um, I think they're going to be a lot better. And I think the Rams adding Sammy Watkins and um, making the moves they've made, they're putting Goff in the best position possible. If 
we're going to know if Goff sucks yeah, halfway through this season. He's got some weapons season. now. He's got some weapons. They've tried to improve the O line. Uh, they've moved on from the coach. They shouldn't finish seven and nine. They'll either be three and three or thirteen and three, because um, that seven and nine bullshit's gone. So I think they'll improve. But I think yeah, Seattle is a pretty no brainer for me. Too many weapons. Yeah, I'm, you just worry about Arizona's aging, aren't they? Carson Palmer's aging. Like, it m- if he gets any sort of soft tissue injury, it could drag on out. Um, you know, and obviously Seattle's defense is so good, especially up front. And then they got the boom, haven't they, in the backfield? Buckner is the guy from the 49ers. Terrific. So Thanks, mate. You're <coughs> um, you know, and Russell Wilson's fit and healthy. You know, I watched a bit of their game and even their backup boy can he thought he did. He TCU right. boy. He, he a fraud, right, actually. Yeah. Go frogs. So yeah, he looked all right. If he didn't have a bad um, misdemeanor before the draft, he would have gone higher. Well, you shouldn't punch a cop. No. Advice for life. Although I heard the cop oh. was a, a the cop was a real dick though. Sure was. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, punch don't punch a cop. Don't punch him. Yeah. If you just say yes, sir, he's gonna leave you alone. I won't do that again. Thanks, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> no, that you make that joke every week and it's not getting oh, less fun. It, it can't. Can you just keep it, doing yeah, it? Yeah, thank you. I will. It's all I, that's all I got. <laughs> I can't talk O-line with you, James, but I can do that. Chris, I would talk anything with you. Um, yeah, I th- look, I think LA, I th- you know, they have to improve, really. You know, there's a, it has a new chapter for them in, in LA and it didn't quite work out the fairy tale last year, so it has to get better. Sam Fran, I guess there's still too many questions about him. Um, so I think Seattle will comfortably get that um, that division. And I, I think Arizona as well. Like Honey Badger worries me coming off injuries. They lost Peterson Jefferson. got nicked up last Peterson's, year. Peterson is very hit and miss as a player. He, he's very up and down. Um, I don't know. They've lost like Jefferson was out. Was a really big player in their scheme. He's now at Baltimore. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. You're right, Carson Palmer. Well, Bruce Arians, who I love, he came out and said, our receivers suck. Because some of these guys are going to have to play for us. <laughs> like, that is not a vote of confidence. As you mentioned, Chris Palmer's getting older. He's had injury problems in the past. We know there's no backup there. When Palmer was flying and he got hurt and they just made the playoffs, even though they lost like all by one game in the stretch. Yeah. I just think there's not enough depth there. I think the Cardinals got way too many questions. The only thing I will say is their front is not bad. I think Kimdichie can really step up a notch. I like Marcus Golden. Chandler Jones is a, an elite pass rusher. My biggest concern David is David Johnson. Yep, yeah, who I love absolutely. But I look at I look at talent in and talent out. Yeah. They're lower this year. The Seahawks are higher, and those two garbage teams down the bottom are both better. And in in a in a slug in the mouth punch up game, I'm taking Seattle. Seattle are tougher. Their D line is going to take com- complete control oh, yeah. of that game, and yeah, I, I think Seattle will win it. Um, we'll have our prediction show, and I'm sure um, my my boys tomorrow will have plenty of good information for us. But yeah, that, that's what I'm looking at at the moment. They might be able to convince me otherwise, but uh, they're Seattle, so I imagine they won't. Yeah. the The one question I just read just now on online it says. Will Carson Palmer and Tyron Matthew max out their abilities again? Because they, they need to. to. They have to. Otherwise, yep. Tyron you know, Matthew. Larry Fitz. I'm worried Tyron Matthew is going to be that conversation like Andrew Luck that how good was he before he got hurt? Because yep. he's two, two knee injuries two years in a row. That's not good news. Yeah. Um, Fitz has to be the oldest position player in the league, yep. surely. Yeah, I think he is. 
But I still yeah, play. Even like Gresham. Gresham's mm. an old tight end, you yeah. know? It's just old dudes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think they're... Well, I bet they're under this year. Their season total. I'd have to look what, what, up what it was. I think it was eight. Yeah, it was something like that, and I bet the under. Yeah. And I feel good about it. Have you? What, what's their draw like? I know we've got that beautiful looking schedule up, up there, uh, but um, they're at the very top. They uh, start. They start at Detroit, at Indy. They then host Dallas, host San Fran, and then go to Philly. Uh, yeah, fifty-fifty, really. Yeah. Then they host. They host, host Tampa. Go to LA. Then they've got the bye. So. The thing that makes it hard for them, they do have to play the um, NFC East, which is more loaded than it has been recently. I mean, their run home is at Washington. They host New York, and they're at Seattle. And they've got to host Tennessee the week before that. Yeah, they're tough. They and, I, and I'm all over Tennessee this year. This one, this has them at we 10 know. and 6, but reading that, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, 10 wins. Uh, 10 wins seems a long stretch, considering... You can only beat the 49ers and the Rams twi- twice each. And they got Jacksonville. So there's, they're halfway with those. But if Carson Palmer sucks... They're done. Is Jackson, uh, Jacksonville could beat him. No, they play him in week 12. Yeah. Like their season could I be can't over. see Jacksonville going in there and beat Bortles them. won't even be their quarterback. Nope. No, well, that's another story. But yeah, anyway, oh, I think... Um, Seattle, Seattle, no brainer. I rec- I don't even think you'd invite Blake Bortles into your house now after what he did to you last year. He'd let I him start for the Rangers. Oh, well, I'll look, tell you that for oh, free. I, I um again, I spoke to Blake yesterday, and um, you'd let him start for the Rangers, but you mm, would like not block him once. I'd have him on a very like short leash. I wouldn't let him run the full offense. <laughs> All right, that's, that, that was ridiculous. That brings us to the end. That brings us to the end of today's show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Vault God. Studios NFL and podcast. Uh, you can find Chris on Twitter at Chris Bryan. Oh, you've put the wrong thing. It's 82. Uh, you can follow James Jartha, 6594. Chris Bryron. You can follow me at Richard. That's wrong too, James03. <laughs> Make sure you share, subscribe, rundown, and rate the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Until next week, thank you so much for listening. Good luck.